On this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got me talking NFL Week 7 review. Of course, we're going to check my predictions, see if we got that right. Let me check out Week 8, give some predictions for that. You know, keep myself, you know, on track and see if I can keep predicting these scores right. Then we're going to talk about fantasy football. Of course, the Best of Bias Invitational Fantasy Football League. It's week, uh, I think, 8 now coming up. I'm going to talk about all the Week 7 scores and the standings now. Guys that took an L this week, uh, I know, I know, it's sad to hear, but I'll talk about that in a minute. And then we got a little bit of pop culture, not much. Um, some more Kanye West fallout. Um, we got some MCU, actually not MCU, DCEU actually got their Kevin Feige, their person that's going to take care of all the um, DC movies, TV shows, and the animation. They found their person, their people, I should say. It's more than one person, so I'll get to all that as well. And Brittany Griner, um, her appeal. Um, to get out and get out of that nine-year sentence was uh, denied. So we'll talk about all that. Beautiful episode, long episode. Not really long. We'll keep it a little brief for y'all. It's Friday. We won't get y'all out there and enjoy the Friday. But happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Best of Bias podcast. Enjoy. Yeah. It's the best of, best of bias. You need to hear for, you should try us. From pop culture to the movies to unite us. It's the best of, best of bias. Your best of bias. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It's Friday. It's Friday again, everybody. Um, right now, I might be in a chipper mood, but after the next couple of days, you know, I'm recording this on Wednesday. Um, a couple of my teams are playing right now. Uh, the Nuggets are playing the Lakers right now, and the Bucks play the Ravens tomorrow. So um, this comes out on Friday. So I'm in a good mood now, but after this, after these next couple of days, I could be in a terrible mood. So you might need to check up on me. But hey, we got a bunch of beautiful. I don't know why I keep calling shit beautiful in this episode. It's a beautiful day, so I'm going to call everything beautiful. We got some great topics out here to talk about today. Uh, NFL, we right there in the middle pretty much of the NFL season. So we're going to review some of the scores from week six and stuff like that. Talk about my goddamn Buccaneers sucking shit up. Uh, Paul's just, just being terrible the last couple of weeks. I'm fucking reminiscent of 2009, 2010, shit like that. But um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some um, NFL fantasy. You heard, the, you heard the intro. You already know what I'm talking about. Let's just jump right into it, huh? Um, Thursday night football week seven, we had the Saints playing the Cardinals. This game was a lot better than the previous uh, previous two Thursday night games. They were slumpers. They're uh, they were their little slumber houses. I don't know, whatever. Boring. Basically, they they didn't hold nobody's attention. Um, Amazon got the short end of the stick trying to, you know, just trying to get a little bit of NFL games on their show, you know, on their channel. And the NFL gave them the shit games for the last couple of weeks. So um, seeing actual good game this week, it was refreshing. Um, we saw the Saints play the Cardinals. Um, it's always a good day when the Saints lose. Um, they lost three, uh, 34 to 42. Uh, God damn, there's no defense being played in that game at all, I guess. Um, the Saints dropped to two and five. Cardinals are three and four. Um, some of the stats, um, I'm not going to go too much in depth because there are a lot of uh, buys this week, actually. So there's not as many games. I know I'll be, uh, you know, putting hella stats on y'all. And y'all probably don't care about a lot of these teams. So I'm probably move through a lot of these teams a little bit faster. I'm, again, if I speed through your team, I'm sorry. Um, if your team played bad, there's not much to talk about. You know what I mean? Because um, mine, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a harp on the Buccaneers because them boys let me down all the way, like. Bruh, Tom Brady, I'll get into it later. I don't I don't want to I don't want to take away from all these other teams and talk about my team off the back cuz I could talk for an hour and I'm trying to get y'all out of here and I'm trying to watch the Nuggets game myself, but yeah, them boys is 
Anyways, Andy Andy Dalton starting for Jameis Winston. Uh, Jameis Winston, excuse me. Uh, Jameis Winston still dealing with that hurt back. So uh, Andy Dalton is taking over the reins and starting for them. Um, he played good last game. I think they still lost. Uh, but you know, people kind of thought that Jameis Winston was going to probably take a back seat to uh, to Andy Dalton and. Everything was just going to kind of go Andy Dalton's way. Um, Jameis Winston has been turning the ball over and kind of showing himself to be kind of who we thought he was. And, um, you know, we're going to let him heal up. Not we, but the Saints, that's what they're thinking. They're going to let him heal up. That way, um, if Andy Dalton does good, they have an excuse to bench Jameis. And if, you know, if Andy Dalton does bad, they can just say Jameis isn't healthy and we're waiting for him to get healthy. So I guess there's kind of. It's a, it's a kind of a double-edged sword there, but I guess they're doing the right thing by letting Andy Dalton start for now. But this game, he went 30 for 47, 361 yards, four touchdowns, and oh, three interceptions. So uh, I don't think that's any better than Jameis Winston. Uh, if, if it is, he's doing his best Jameis Winston impression because that's terrible. Um, Alvin Kamara had 11 carries for 49 yards. Only person that really got off for the team, which means does well for my non-California uh, people. Um was Chris Olave, who is becoming the stalwart of the team and actually doing shit. Uh, Mike Thomas hasn't seen the field in I don't know how many weeks. Um, Jarvis Landry has been hurt too. So Chris Olave is actually the only person really showing up and doing something for the Saints. He went seven for 106. Kevin White, yeah, Kevin White, that got drafted first round by the Bears a long time ago, actually had a catch for 64 yards. It was a good catch too, across the middle like the slant, hit the sideline and dipped out. He did run a 4-3, I think, in the draft when he came out. Um, so he does have that speed. We just didn't really see the action and the, uh, you know, the production from Kevin White. So he's bounced around the league a little bit and got a little burn on the Saints. He had a little good play, um, but it wasn't enough. Um, Kyler Murray was able to right the ship and uh, take his team to three and four. He was 20 for 29, 204 yards, touchdown, se- uh, seven carries for 30 yards. Uh, Eno Benjamin is actually taking advantage of the opportunity with uh, James Conner being out with a rib injury. Um, he went 12 for 92 with a touchdown. D Hop in his game back from that six game suspension um, for um, the PEDs. He went uh, 10 for 103, had 14 targets. So, you know, he's going to be utilized in a big way. Uh, Kyler Murray has been missing his weapons over there. So getting that back, uh, getting D Hop back is a big advantage for them. Um, I know all the Cardinals fans out there are happy about that. But the Cardinals were able to win 42 to 34 and go uh, move the record up to three and four. Next game, we've got uh, Browns versus the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens were actually able to beat the uh, to beat the Browns. I, th- I forgot exactly what the score was. I should have this. I don't know why I didn't put it down here. But the Ravens did beat the Browns. Um, Jacoby Brissett went 27 for, uh, 22 for 27, 258 yards. Nick Chubb did the Nick Chubb thing, 16 uh, for a 91 and a touchdown. Um, the receiver is kind of – Jacoby Brissett was actually able to spread the ball around a little bit. Amari Cooper went three for 74. Um, Najoku seven for 71 and actually got injured. I think he hurt his ankle. It's going to be out a little bit. Um, and Donovan Peoples-Jones was six for 71. So Jacoby Brissett was getting it to the, uh, you know, spreading it out a little bit, and the receivers are actually able to do a little bit of something with it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who's actually slumping a little bit, which I hope he slumps on Thursday or tomorrow because, uh, oh, my God. Or if you're listening to this yesterday, I'm going to confuse y'all this episode with all that time travel shit, but I'm going to keep it to a minimum. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson slumping a little bit. Um, people are kind of saying now he was balling out the first couple of games, but now he's kind of slowing down. And people are kind of saying that, okay, maybe now he made the wrong decision on baking on himself and not actually signing the contract when he had it on the table. Um, but I still feel like he's, you know, he's doing the right thing by banking on himself and he does deserve that big contract that he's holding out for. Um, but I don't think he should earn it this Thursday. 
Um, but yeah, he went nine for 1620 yards, 10 carries for 59 yards. So it wasn't really the, J- uh, the Lamar Jackson numbers we're used to, uh, but he was able to get that victory um, for his team. Uh, Bateman and DuVernay, uh, they both had 42 yards receiving. So it wasn't much of a, uh, a passing game. It was more of a rushing game. Gus Edwards had like two touchdowns. So uh, more of a defensive game on the Ravens side. And, you know, they did their thing and ran the ball most of the game. And pretty much that's what we've seen mostly of the Ravens over the years since they've had Lamar Jackson. So not surprised there. They were able to get that victory over the Browns and go four and three. Um, the Browns fall to two and five. Now, let me talk about my goddamn Buccaneers. Dual cameras, dual cameras. This is this is the part where I do dual cameras. Tampa Bay, goddamn Buccaneers. This is the second week in a row. We played probably the worst team on each conference. Where do I start? Our offense has been trash. Uh, I'm going to start with the offense. I mean, we're not blocking for anybody. Um, we came into the season thinking uh, Robert Hainsey and our left guard, <clears throat> excuse me, left rookie guard, uh, Luke Gadecki, will be able to hold up after Ali Marpet retired and Ryan Jensen got hurt. That hasn't been the, uh, hasn't been true. Um, Tom Brady has no time in the pocket. He We already know he's kind of statuesque in the pocket because he can't move. He's old. He's 45, so he's old as fuck, so he can't really do shit um, as far as being mobile. Um, yeah, so he has no time. He has no time to get the ball to the receivers. Even people are trying to say Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Russell Gage can't get no separation. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. They got all the separation in the world. We just can't get the ball to him accurately because we have no time in the pocket. Uh, Donovan, uh, Donovan Smith came back. Um, and we thought that he was going to be able to play with that hurt elbow. It's not really looking like it is. I mean, like all the left ends or outside linebackers that even come up against him, he just gets pushed out of the way. I mean, he's a soldier for trying to play with a hurt elbow, hyperextended elbow in the first place. But, bro, if you ain't if you can't play, we got to figure out something to do because the trade deadline's coming up. We need to make a trade if if we ain't got what we need because this is Tom Brady's last year and we're in a playoff window, Super Bowl window right now. We can't let shit fall apart, man. Defense, there's no way we should allow Devontae Foreman to run for 15 carries for 118 yards. That shit was stupid. And Chuba Hubbard, nine for 63 yards. We're supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league last two years they preached that that nobody can rush on us and all that shit so how is this happening now to the fact that it's just kind of wild to me it's just kind of wild to see um the downfall we were so good week one and for everything just to fall apart i know tom brady's going through stuff in his social life and everybody's trying to harp on that um antonio brown's antagonizing this man i don't know what's wrong with him um putting all these pictures up of him and giselle kind of insinuating that he's he slept with her or he had a secret relationship with her or some crazy shit it's just a whole bunch of distractions which i kind of in the past i kind of laughed at new england for having to deal with this shit but now for the buccaneers having to deal with it i'm like why 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 is this happening now you know what I'm saying? Just give us one more year of regularness. You know, just just regular football. We don't need all the side drama. We don't need all the the injury. I mean, injuries happen. You know, that's kind of selfish for me to say. I hope. I mean, I wish we didn't have any injuries because that's what everybody wishes. Um, but it's just crazy, man. It's just so much scrutiny coming from every little thing. Uh, Mike Evans dropping this pass. He was wide open in the game. Dropped a wide open pass. Would have been touchdown for sure. Bobbled it the most comical way possible. And we know Mike got hands, so he would never he would never do that again. Um, Tom Brady went 32 for 49, still had 290 yards. It's just when we get in the red zone, we can't score. We can't score. I I, I don't know if it's the – actually, it is the play calling. Byron, Byron Leftwich took over uh, the play calling once uh, Bruce Arians got kicked upstairs. And I just – ever since that happened, our play calling got super vanilla. Um, 
I, it, we run on first down, very predictable. We can't get any push because we got those new linemen and like interior linemen that can't get any push on anybody. Um, we're letting one and five and one and four, one, like one and five and two and five teams beat us. It's like, it's getting to a point where something has to change. I don't know if it's head coach. I don't know if it's offensive coordinator. You know, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, abandon ship or, you know, just think the house is burning now already. It's only week seven. We got 10 weeks to go and we still lead a division, but it's just wild to see. It's a lot of time. You know how many minutes is in a football game? You sit there and watch your team play so bad. It's just unrecognizable. Let me get off my soapbox. Sorry, guys. Um, but anyways, let me get back to the stats. The rushing game was non-existent. I don't even want to talk about it. Leonard Fournette had like 19 yards. Um, Rashad White had 14 yards uh, total. Uh, uh, what else happened? Shoot. Philip Walker, XFL quarterback, comes in and does work. Uh, goes 16 for 22, 177 yards and two touchdowns. The last touchdown he threw, Tommy Trimble was wide open for a 39-yard touchdown. It made no sense. It made no sense. Like, and now all our DBs are hurt again, again, just like last year. It doesn't make any sense. Why does this happen? Why does it have to happen at this time of the year? We could be riding off the easy part of our schedule. We could have won all those games and been cool. These last two games, we should have won. All this bull shizzle. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna keep it down. You know what I'm saying? Because it could be kids listening that snuck into here, even though they saw the explicit mark on that thing. It's okay. I forgive you, kids. But hey, man, there's some passion in this. Because <laughs> we can't be losing. We keep losing, man. I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do. We got Ravens. We got the Rams. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> but man, I'm gonna keep my chest up. I'm gonna keep my head up. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully we get these wins. Um, everybody's counting us out now. Power rankings, we all the way, all the way down. <sighs> the sky is falling, but hopefully Tom Brady does have the resilience. He comes out and says every press conference, every podcast he has. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Tom, let me get on a podcast, though. Holla at me. Best of Bias, uh, TB12 collab. You know what I'm saying? I'm, hey, I'm here. Best of Bias listeners, hey, oh, hit him up. Let him know that his boy is trying to get on a podcast with him. Spread a little game. And let him know I believe in him. Tell him I believe in him. You know what I'm saying? Tell his son to join my fantasy league or something. We could be friends. Just play better. No, I'm just playing. Let me get off that soapbox. But, yeah, we did end up losing. Um, yeah, that's all I really got to say. Mike Evans got nine. He got nine catches, 96 yards. Again, I talked about the drop. Kate Iden actually showing up. Um, Kate Cameron Brates hurt with that concussion. He got a concussion and a bad neck injury. So it might be time for Cameron Bray to retire. So it may be time to, for Kate Iden um, our tight end, rookie tight end out of Washington to actually just show up and do his thing now. He went six for 64, had a 34-yard catch uh, from Tom Brady when we were kind of trying to drive and put up some points, but we ended up only kicking a field goal, which was fucking stupid. Excuse my language. Um, how, why, do you why do you kick a field goal down 14-0 in like the fourth quarter, bro? Like, at least show some gall. At least Bruce Arians would have went for it. Anyways, let's move on. The Panthers move to two and five. The Buccaneers fall to three and four. We still lead the division, but we're tied with the Falcons again. The Falcons play the Panthers. So if we lose to the Ravens this week and either the Falcons or the Panthers win, they have a chance to take over the division if we lose. So that shit is embarrassing as hell. So moving on, the Falcons played the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals won 35 to 17. They were able to move their record up to four and three. Uh, Marcus Mariota went eight for 13, 124 yards, one touchdown. Um, he had six carries for 31 yards. Tyler Algier actually had his first touchdown. Surprisingly, they run so fucking much. How do they 
not have any touchdowns for the running backs. <laughs> uh, Cordell Patterson's actually supposed to come back in a couple of weeks, so I'm sure their game plan is not going to change anytime soon. Arthur Smith just wants to run the ball to death. Um, Damari Bird did score a touchdown pass, surprisingly. Uh, Mariota did, uh, did get to throw a touchdown pass, so that's cool. But Joe Burrow just destroyed these people. Uh, 34 for 42, 481 yards, three touchdowns, three carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. So he's responsible for four total, total touchdowns, which is nuts. If you had him in fantasy, you probably had a day. Joe Mixon, 17 for 58 for one touchdown. Uh, all three receivers, eight. Higgins, five for 93 and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, eight for 132 touchdowns. And Tyler Boyd, eight for 155 and a touchdown. All of them got money. Man, I actually lost in fantasy this week to somebody who started Higgins and Boyd and both got hella points. And he had all his, I'm not even gonna get into that. I'll talk about that a little later. Got got ah, shit. Um, but yeah, uh, of course, with all those stats on uh the Bengals side, of course they won 35 to 17. Um, Detroit played the Dallas Cowboys with the return of Dak Prescott. Uh Dak Prescott was able to shut down the Detroit Lions. Everybody's been able to shut down the Detroit Lions. They're one and five. But um the Cowboys surprisingly five and two. The NFC East is balling right now. Giants six and one. Uh Eagles six and oh. Cowboys five and two. I mean, man, who would have thought? But anyways, Jared Goff went 21 for 26, 228 yards and two interceptions. He's just turning the ball over willy-nilly nowadays. I don't know what's going on, man. I guess that uh uh, what's the hard knocks wore off and now he's just going back to um the pumpkin no more cinderella i mean he wasn't really playing like cinderella but he had a game where he had a whole bunch of stats he threw like four touchdowns if i'm not mistaken um but he is fucking shit up now um dak prescott or excuse me let me not skip jamal jamal well, williams in place of um my guy deandre swift um he went 15 for 79 cleef uh, raymond i have no idea who that is i just wanted to make that clear when i wrote it down I don't know who Cleef Raymond is, but he went five for 75. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, got injured because he had one catch for four yards, and that was it for the game. So I'm assuming he got injured. Um, I didn't pay too much close attention to that game, to be honest. Uh, Dak Prescott went 19 for 25, 207 yards, and a touchdown. No light work. The running game came back alive. Uh, Pollard, 12 for 83. Zeke, 15 for 57, two touchdowns. And CeeDee Lamb was able to go four for 70. So um, Cowboys were able to do what they wanted to do. Um, I think they had five turnovers in the game, their defense, um, the Cowboys. So their defense is still playing and uh, keeping the team afloat. And, I mean, people are saying they play a Super Bowl contender. So um, if that defense can keep playing like they are and they don't have to play from behind i think the cowboys do have a shot um yeah so detroit's one of five cowboys moving to five and two um the giants we just talked about their uh outstanding record a couple minutes ago uh giants six and one now they won against the jaguars uh 23 to 17 jaguars fall two and five daniel jones goes 19 for 30 202 yards and a touchdown 11 carries 107 yards and a touchdown that boy be running Boy, Daniel Jones ain't playing with y'all. He said, man, I mean, I might turn the ball over, but I'm going to be out. I'm going to run. If I can't throw a touchdown, I'm going to run that shit. Me and Saquon are going to do it. Um, Saquon Barkley went 24 carries for 110 yards. Darius Slayton, 3 for 58 and a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence, 22 for 43, 310 yards, no touchdowns. Um, James Robinson actually got traded to the Jets recently. So ETN um, is actually taking over as the workhorse running back. And this week he proved that he was going to be for the time going forward, uh, 14 for 114 and a touchdown. Christian Kirk, 7 for 96. Um, yeah. Again, Giants six and one, Jaguars fall to two and five. Uh, Packers 
the Packers in Green Bay. Um, it's the Washington Commanders, excuse me, in Green Bay. Uh, the Commanders were able to win 23 to 21. I don't know what's going on with the Green Bay Packers, but they looking like us out there. And I know their quarterback isn't playing as bad. They blame it on their receivers. And I know what's going on with receivers because, I mean, we played them with no receivers. So I know how it is not to have any receivers, especially have ones that are new to the team and you haven't worked with really to get on the same page with. I get all that. But sheesh. Everything that was supposed to be heralded about the Packers this year is just going, going, going afray, or is just not is not working out. Uh, Rodgers went twenty three for thirty five, one hundred ninety four yards, and two touchdowns. Um, his press conferences aren't looking good. He's kind of throwing blame at the coaches, kind of saying in podcasts and press conferences that maybe some of the guys on the field shouldn't be on the field. It's just wild. He's kind of just saying stuff that he shouldn't be saying. <laughs> that and that's just that's to like take it lightly um the public's having a field day with it the last couple of years uh aaron Rodgers hasn't been in good light with the media so anything he does they're gonna take it and just run with that shit and i feel sorry for him in a way but man hey anytime the packers are doing bad i'm happy about it um aaron jones eight for 23 but he had nine receptions for 53 yards and two touchdowns so he made up for it that way alan lazard had six for 55 but he apparently hurt his shoulder and is in a sling right now so with him hurt, that just makes it even worse for the Green Bay Packers who play the Bills next week, which is crazy. Um, Tyler Heineke started for the Commanders while um, Carson Wentz is hurt. 20 for 33, 201 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. Brian Robinson, 20 for 73. And Gibson actually got some carries, which I respect. 10 for 59. Um, and McLaurin is doing his thing again two weeks in a row. Um, five for 73 and a touchdown. Uh, but Green Bay was able to, I mean, excuse me, the uh, commanders were able to get the win, surprisingly. Um, they're not out of it yet. I mean, they're not, <laughs> they don't have a good, as good of a record as the Giants, Cowboys, or the Eagles, but they're not technically out of it. They have the same fucking record as us. God damn it. Three and four. Um, the Colts uh, versus Titans. Colts lost to the Titans. Uh, Titans won 19 to 10. Uh, Titans moved to four and two. Uh, the Colts go three, three and one. Matt Ryan, interesting story about, about Matt Ryan this week. Um, he went 33 for 44, 243 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, um, and got benched, actually, towards the end of the game. Um, I don't know if he got benched towards the end of the game or just at the end of the game. They're just like, we can't do this no more. Um, the aged quarterback thing is not working for us over here with the Colts. He's just turning the ball over and getting sacked a bunch of times. The Colts' offensive line is not good as it used to be, so he's just wearing away, and it looks bad. And, you know, they have a pretty good record right now. They're 3-3-1, three, three, so they want to actually have a chance to make the playoffs. They're not tanking, so they're trying to make a change. And they're starting Sam Ellinger. Uh, you guys might recognize him from Texas. He was a Texas quarter, quarterback out there for a while doing his thing. Um, and now he's bringing another aspect to the Colts. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan can really run the ball at all. He's another statuesque quarterback out there like Tom Brady that's in the pocket. And if the pocket breaks down, he kind of just falls down. So uh, Ellinger brings a different dimension with his legs. And maybe they can win some more games. But in this game in particular, Matt Ryan already said his uh, stats. Uh, Jonathan Taylor came back 10 for 58. Um, didn't really do much. Um, people are kind of losing hope on him, especially in fantasy. I'll get there in a little bit. But Paris Campbell, 10 for 70 and a touchdown. And Michael Pittman was there. <laughs> uh, Ryan Tannehill, who went 30, uh, excuse me, 13 for 20, 132 yards. And Derek Henry, with Henry who had 30 carries for 128 yards. Good Lord. Um, yeah, Titans are four and two, coach three, three and one. And Matt Ryan's done. I'm, I'm presuming that he's just going to, or assuming that he's just going to retire because I don't think any other team's going to pick him up. <laughs> and he's injured, so I don't know. Um, his shoulder's injured. 
Texans, one, four, and one, lose to the Raiders. Raiders beat up on the Texans, 38 to 20. Um, Raiders move up to two and four. Uh, Texans, one, four, and one. Davis Mills went 28 for 41, 302 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Uh, Damian Pierce, 20 for 90. Jordan Atkins, a tight end over there on Houston, three for 68. Uh, Derek Carr had a game, 20, uh, 21 for 27, 241 yards and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs was actually the one that had the game. 20 for 143, three touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Adams, eight for 95. Mac Hollins, two for 44, uh, 44 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jets versus the Broncos, the five and two Jets, everybody. That's crazy. Uh, they beat the Broncos 16 to nine. Zach Wilson goes 16 for 2621 yards. Breeze Hall, um, which is very, very depressing. He does get hurt this game. He hurts his knee. I think he tears his ACL is what they're saying, and he's out for the season. Uh, he went four for 70, had a 60-yard touchdown run. He's on my fantasy team, and I thought he was going to go off this game until I got that injury news. It was crazy. Um, but Michael Carter did go in the game for him, 13 for 29, uh, two receptions for 45 yards. Um, James Robinson did get traded over there, but they are saying that Michael Carter is going to be the starting uh, running back for now. Um, Brett Rippon started for Russell Wilson, who's dealing with a hamstring injury. He went 24 for 46, 225 yards, one interception. And uh, yeah, that's what he did. Latavius Murray scored the touchdown between the running backs. Um, Latavius Murray signed off the streets already kind of starting over Melvin Gordon. They're saying Melvin Gordon's going to get a better chance to play uh, more of a starting role. He's just in the doghouse right now from his fumbling problem. And yeah, that's an interesting situation over there. Hopefully in the, uh, he is coming back, uh, Russell Wilson for the London game this weekend. So we'll see Russell Wilson and not ripping and hopefully um, Sutton can do something. God damn it. Um, Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler are in a lot of trade talks right now with trade deadline coming up. So who knows what the Broncos are actually going to look at, look like in the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, that was the Jets game. The Jets won 16 and nine chiefs and 49ers chiefs beat the 49ers 44 to 23 over in Santa Clara. Uh, Mahomes goes 25 for 34, 423 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Kelsey goes six for 98. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, six for 32 yards and a touchdown. Um, Hardman, who actually did the most work this game, had two rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, seven catches, 124 yards and a touchdown. Valdez Scantling, three catches for 111 yards. He's spreading it out. Patrick Mahomes is just, man, he's balling this year. He's having a resurgence and showing everybody that he is to be, uh, he's not to be trifled with in the AFC. They may have lost to the Bills, but I feel like they they got something, you know, they're going to they gonna see him again probably in the uh, the, uh, the AFC championship game. I was going to say the AF conference championship. I don't know what the fuck I was going to say. Um, but yeah, the teacher, they balled out. Jimmy Garoppolo went 25 for 37, 303 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He had a safety too, which was wild. Um, Christian McCaffrey coming off a of trade, got traded there on Friday, was able to play on Sunday. Um, got a couple of, got a little bit of burn in the red zone, some burn in the passing game. Went eight for 38. Um, Jeff Wilson, though, for the time being, was the more so got most of the plays in the backfield. Seven for 54. George Kittle, six for 98 and a touchdown. Ayuk had seven catches, 82 yards. And Rary McLeod, four uh, catches, 65, uh, 65 yards and a touchdown. The 49ers fought a three and four. The Chiefs move up to five and two. And I know, I know a lot of my friends that are 49ers fans, man, they they kind of felt like they're going to lose this game, but they thought maybe with CMC and some of the injuries that they had, Trent Williams came back, uh, Nick Bosa came back, that they possibly could win this game. But, 
Yeah, unfortunately, they still have Jimmy Garoppolo, and he made some mistakes that, you know, cost them a game, especially if you're playing against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we know firsthand, we played him earlier this season. Any turnovers, any extra possessions you give Patrick Mahomes, they're probably going to score on. So, yeah, especially when all the receivers are clicking out there. Um, but, yeah, Seahawks versus the Chargers. Seahawks beat the Chargers 37-23. to Seahawks 4-3 and three right now, which is crazy. Chargers are also 4-3. and three. Geno Smith went 20 for 27, 210 yards, two uh, two touchdowns, and one interception. And this Geno Smith's playing like the most unexpected uh, football player. You know, he might be most improved player of the year or something because he's coming out and balling. Um, everybody thought that him starting over Drew Locke was kind of crazy, and it was only a matter of time before Drew Locke took over. But he's been out there balling and holding the reins. Uh, Kenneth Walker the third, 23 carries, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Marquise Goodwin uh, showing out four catches, 67 uh, yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Justin Herbert went 33 for 51, 293 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Austin Eckler, nine for 31, um, and one touchdown, 12 receptions for 96 and a touchdown. So, you know, he's doing his all-around thing. Mike Williams, seven for 86 in a touchdown, but he hurt his ankle as well, and he's going to be out for a while. So all the Chargers really have a receiver right now is an injured uh, Keenan Allen coming back. So, man, yeah, it's kind of rough out there for the um, Chargers right now. They already don't have Joey Bosa, um, and they have an uh, injured center, injured left tackle. Yeah, it's not looking good, but they're still four and three, so I guess they're still kind of doing well. Um, Steelers and the Dolphins. Dolphins beat the Steelers 16 to 10, moved to four and three. Steelers dropped to two and five. Uh, Kenny Pickett goes 32 for 44, 257 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. God damn, he's throwing a bunch of interceptions. Najee Harris goes 17 for 65. Pat Fryermuth, 18, uh, eight catches, 75 yards. George Pickens, six for 61 and one touchdown. NFL young boy out there still balling. Um, once Kenny Pickett and him get on a better rapport and Kenny Pickett gets better, that's going to be something to look at for the future. Um, Tua uh, is game back from the concussion protocol, 21 for 35, 261 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mostert went se- uh, 16 for 79, four receptions for 30 yards and a touchdown. Waddle, four for 88, and Tyreek Hill, seven for 72. Again, Dolphins move up to four and three, and the Steelers move down to two and five. In the last game of the week, we had the Bears playing the Patriots, the coming out party for Justin Fields. The Bears won 33 to 14. Uh, Bears move up to three and four. Patriots move down to three and four. Um, Justin Fields goes 13 for 21, 179 yards and a touchdown pass, one interception. But he had 14 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. Um, Yeah, just kind of carrying the team, doing what he needs to do to get the team a victory. Um, The defense uh, for the Bears, able to hold Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones to a minimum. Mac Jones got benched early for Bailey Zappi, who threw a touchdown pass on his first drive, which everybody thought was going to be sustainable, but then he goes on to throw two interceptions. And everybody's like, God damn, what do we do now? And Mac Jones is the starter again. Um, Montgomery went 15 for 62 in a touchdown. Daryl Mooney, 3 for 53. And Khalil Herbert had the touchdown reception. Bailey Zappi goes 14 for 22, 185 yards, one touchdown. That touchdown I talked about, and he had two interceptions. A Mac Jones was benched. Ramon J. Stevenson, uh, 11 carries for 39 yards and a touchdown. Eight receptions for 59 yards. Jacoby Myers had a crazy touchdown. Two carries for 34 yards. This is the one where he caught it uh, from Bailey Zappi. Dove on the ground, got up, then dove in the end zone, even though he got touched and should have been down early, but they gave it to him. Devontae Parker went three for 68. And that ends the scores from week seven. And we can forget about those scores and move on to week eight. 
because goddamn, I just want to wash away the last two weeks from the Buccaneers record and not talk about them ever again. You know what I mean? That shit is stupid. But let's talk about week eight and the odds and shit like that. Let's move, just move swiftly along. I got the new water uh, Gatorade bottle, y'all. Maybe I can stop talking mush mouth if I put some water in it. Y'all hear that? That's that fresh squeeze. Um, but yeah, week eight, Thursday night football, we got the Ravens that are coming to the Buccaneers who are favored by a point and a half. They're four and three, and everybody's seen what we put up lately and think that they're going to smash us. Lamar Jackson's going to run all over us. They're going to do whatever they need to do. But hopefully my team got enough gall to come to our home field, which we lost the last couple of games at. Come out here and show what we got, man. Let everybody know we ain't going to roll over and all this shit they talking in the media ain't shit, man. Let them know that we coming out and we coming for blood. We out here going to get this win. We're going to, uh, you know, LA's going to come in next week. The Rams going to come in next week. We're going to beat them too. And then we're going to get to the lighter part of our schedule and just keep winning as well, man. We got to turn this ship around. No pun intended because we're the Bucks and shit. We're on a pirate ship, you feel me? But we're going to turn it around and we're going to do well. I think, you know, you already know who I'm going to predict. I got the Buccaneers in this game. We're going to turn this shit around. But the Ravens are favored by a point and a half. Broncos and Jaguars who play in London. Early game, so make sure you set the uh, set your lineup early if you have the Broncos and Jags. The Jags are favored by three points in London, and I don't blame them because we haven't seen nothing from the Broncos as of late offensively. Their defense is pretty good, but their offense is, you know, I don't know what it is. We don't even know if Russ is going to play, so I am with that. I'm picking the Jags in this game. Panthers, Falcons, oh, man, can they tie? I'm hoping for a tie. I'm willing to mess up my record and just predict a tie because I don't want neither one of these teams to win. But the Falcons are favored at home by four and a half points. So use that information as you will. I don't care about it. I hope they tie. Um, Bears at the Cowboys. Ooh. Cowboys are favored by nine and a half points. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to whoop up on these boys because I don't think the Bears are going to be able to score, plain and simple. Uh, Dolphins and Lions. Um, Lions are at home. Dolphins favored by three. I hope the Dolphins win because I got Waddle. I hope they tear up them Lions because they've been giving up points to everybody else. You better give up points to these goddamn Dolphins. Um, I got the Dolphins in that game. Cardinals at the Vikings. Vikings favored by three and a half points at home. I got the Vikings in this one. I know D-Hop is back and all that, but the Vikings are on a roll. They are coming off a bye, and I think they'll be nice and rested and be able to do handle their work uh raiders at saints oh i got the raiders we ain't even got to talk about why uh jets at patriots or patriots at jets jets are favored by a point and a half um i got the jets in this one um the jets are on a roll and patriots just lost to the bears so i think the jets are gonna tear them up and by the way if you wanted to know about that saints and raiders spread saints are at home and the raiders are favored by two so do that do with that as you will as well but forget them saints you feel me um Steelers at the Eagles um Eagles are favored by 10 and a half points coming off a bye um I'm sure they'll make easy work of the Steelers which we couldn't do um I really don't understand that game but yep I don't really see the Steelers having a chance in that game and I think the Steelers kind of blow them out um 10 and a half points is a crazy spread anyway so I think they're gonna blow them out too but I think they will Titans versus the Texans um Titans are at the Texans, uh, and they're favored by two and a half. And I got the Titans in that game. I guess the Texans really don't want to win. They're pretty much tanking probably for Bryce Young or uh, CJ Stroud. So we'll see who they actually get, but they're tanking. And I don't even, I'm never going to pick them because they're going to lose every game unless it's the last game of the year. And it doesn't matter if they win and it won't mess up their rankings for the number one pick. They, yeah, you know what I mean. 
Um, I got the Titans in that game. Commanders at Colts. Colts are favored by uh, three. I don't know how that's possible when they have a rookie. I don't know if Ellinger's a rookie at this point, this point but uh, I would pick the Commanders in this because I know Tyler Heineke can probably run the offense a little bit better than Ellinger can. So I got the Commanders in this game, even though the Colts are favored by three at home. Uh, 49ers at Rams. Uh, 49ers are favored by a point and a half. That's kind of crazy because they beat them last time. Um, and the Rams coming off a bye, and I know they got revenge in their heart. But I don't know. The addition of Christian McCaffrey, I think it's going to be enough to make everything the same, and the Rams are going to lose again. I just hope they lose again so they get down there. And the three and fours like us and just have to wallow in their sorrows just like us. They're another Saints-ish team to me. They can lose every game. I don't. I wouldn't care. You feel me? Sorry, Derek. Sorry, Kenny. Uh, yeah, I got the, I didn't pick a team, huh? I picked the 49ers in that game. Giants at the Seahawks. Seahawks favored by three at home. Uh, me, this is going to be sound silly because this is a personal and selfish reason for picking this team, but I'm picking the C, uh, the Giants to win just because I know if the Giants lose a certain amount of games, the Cowboys will have a better standing than them in the, for, for the playoffs. And I want them to stay in third place in their division. I'm kind of cool with that. So I want the Giants to win. I'm going to pick the Giants um, at the Seahawks, and I pick the Giants to win, probably by more than three. Uh, Packers at the Bills. Oof, the Bills are favored by 10.5 points at home against the Packers, which is crazy. I never would have thought uh, the Bills would be favored 10.5 points over Aaron Rodgers, but that's what it is. And I got the Bills, though. They've been losing to bad teams, the Packers have, so I got the Bills in that one. In the last game, uh, Bengals at the Browns. Um, I got the Bengals for sure. The Bengals are getting their shit together and kind of on the uptick right now. Um, they started off kind of slow. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow trying to, you know, get everything. They're kind of Super Bowl hangover. It, it happens. But now they're getting on track and actually showing that they have what it takes to possibly get back to the Super Bowl or, you know, be a representative in the playoffs or in the AFC championship for the um, for the AFC. So, um, again, to re, uh, recap who I picked on uh, all these games, I got the Bucks against the Ravens. I got the Jags against the Broncos. I got a tie. <laughs> for the Panthers and the Falcons. I got the Cowboys against uh, for the Cowboys and Bears. I got the Dolphins for the Dolphins and the Lions. I got the Vikings for the Vikings and Cardinals. Did I not pick some of these games? <laughs> I got Saint. Oh, excuse me. Ooh, shit. What did I say? Let me slap myself in the face for that. Let me take that out a little, scrape my tongue for that shit. Uh, Raiders over the Saints. I got the Jets over the Patriots. Eagles over the Steelers. Titans over the Texans. Commanders over the Colts, Rams over the Rams, excuse me, 49ers over the Rams, Giants over the Seahawks, Bills over the Packers, and the Bengals over the Browns. I'm going to spare you guys and not review all my scores from last week. You guys down there in the comments, let me know. Keep me honest. That's what I always like to say. Keep me honest so I know that I'm doing the right thing and keep calling myself the pick champion. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff I say on here, I do research. I watch all these games on Red Zone, and I just figured out that I had NFL Sunday ticket. How did I not know that? I mean, I don't know. Slowly, DirecTV just kind of just put stuff in our package. I don't know if my mom secretly ordered it. I don't know if they just slipped it in there and we're paying for it and I don't know about it. But hey, we got NFL Sunday tickets. So I've been paying a lot more close attention to a lot of these teams. And my fantasy, which I'll talk about in just a second here, um, has opened my eyes to a lot of these players. So, you know what I'm saying? Take take this as you will. Take it to the bed house, man. Go get you some money. Go make you some money. Uh, DraftKings, holla at me. I can help you out, do some DFS lineups for people. Actually, my DFS lineups have been terrible as of lately. I ain't going to go there. Uh, but fantasy football, where are we at with it? 
week seven results. Let's start off with my score. God damn it. I lost fifth place, y'all. I know I was talking all that shit. It was on three-game winning streak. I thought it was all going to be going good for me. I thought, you know, I was going to just keep winning. Uh, Jeremy's team had a bye. Uh, no Josh Allen. No Gabe Davis. No Bill's defense. Like, I thought I had it. But, you know, uh, for some reason, uh, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd had to go ahead and catch a touchdown each with 100 million yards each. And then, uh, yeah, it just kind of got out of reach from there. And then Jimmy Garoppolo got just enough points for it to make make it impossible for me to come back. You know what I'm saying? My team didn't do hella bad, but Kirsten, uh, Christian McCaffrey getting traded to the 49ers so, so late in the week kind of messed it up for me because he didn't get all the reps that he's going to get this week. And he only left me with a little tiny bit of points, which I needed a lot of points to kind of catch up. But I did end up losing to Jeremy's team 85 to 121. Uh, Tay won 143 to 106 beating Yancey uh Dijon uh he lost actually got his first L to Deshaun he uh, Deshaun won 115 to 83 Kyle lost to Damon Damon getting his first victory 126 to 85 uh Jason losing to John 147 to 115 Derek getting a victory over Sean 150 to 111 150 points was our high score last week, and Derek gets high score of the week. And low score of the week actually goes to Dijon for having 83 points only. So it was a good scoring week for pretty much everybody um, except for Dijon. So you got the low score of the week. But no worries, no problems. But standings did get a little bit different this week. I did lose my fifth place. Um, first place, we got Jeremy in, oh, uh, at 6-1. and one. Second place, we got Dijon, 6-1. and one. Third place, we got uh, Kyle, 5-2. and two. Fourth place, we got Tay at four and three. Uh, fifth place, Derek got his spot back at four and three. Uh, Deshaun coming in at sixth place for four and three. Everybody else out of the playoff uh, contention goes as follows. Seventh place is me at three and four. Sean's in eighth place at three and four. Uh, Yancey, ninth place at three and four. Uh, John, 10th place at two and five. Jason, 11th place at one and six. And Damon, Ty and Jason, so who knows who's going to be in last place next week at one and six. Finally got his first win in there. So, guys, 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 season's been good. A lot of fluctuation. Um, teams up top are starting to lose. Come back down to earth. And that's what I like to see, man. Um, get a little get a little uh, variety in there because these teams started getting off to these seven, eight, nine-game streaks. And us down here in the middle, we wouldn't be able to catch them. So now everybody's within two or three games, um, seven games left in the season. So every position is still obtainable. Nobody quit. Nobody give up. No more dropping players. We had a little incident to where somebody tried to sabotage because they were in last place um, and, you know, didn't think they were going to win. And won't mention no names, but we back. We got a little pow-pow, a little suspension, lost those players, but... He's back in it, got his first win, even though he didn't have those players. So that hopefully gave him something to look forward to. And, yeah, we're going to keep it going from there. Everybody, it's all love. We're going to keep it going. Everybody stay, keep the sportsmanship. Um, rewards is coming, man. That 450 is staring you in the eye, seven weeks left. So keep it going. Like I said, stay uh, stay being good sports. Keep the co uh, communication up. Stop letting Derek get all these fucking trades because these trades are kind of crazy. You letting them stack his team over there. I'm supposed to win the money, not him. You know what I'm saying? I know Jeremy and Dijon, y'all don't care right now. But once y'all start losing a little bit and get back to the, you know what I'm saying, get back to the pack or you play them in the playoffs, y'all be like, why? And Jason, you're going to realize once you 
You traded Jalen Hurts and Jonathan Taylor for Najee Harris, Alan Lazard, and Kirk Cousins. That was wild, man. That's wild. I know you probably needed a quarterback and a receiver, but that trade there is crazy. So you gave this man a starting lineup of Jalen Hurts, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris. Um, you can use Eno Benjamin in his flex. He has uh, Everett as his tight end. Um, Dallas defense. So he is just trying to stack. And I mean, the trade you guys are doing, I know it may seem beneficial in the meantime. I ain't going to hate. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, watch who you giving your players to. Because if you want to win this 450, you got to make some smart moves, not the dumb one. The next move, the best move. Got to make your best move. Better make the next move. Whatever Lil Wayne said. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So we get into some pop culture. I'm not going to give you guys a commercial break this time. Let me just get right into it. Pop culture, pop culture, pop culture hour. You know what I'm saying? We in it. We in here. We right, right, you know, right here. Um, so I knew I said every week, every time I said I'm not gonna talk more about Kanye West. Um, the stuff he's saying shouldn't be getting publicity. We shouldn't give him a platform to keep spreading his shit. Um, this is what he wants. Uh, I hear all that, I know. Um, but this is more so a warning, you know, just kind of stuff that happens in fallout of kind of the stuff you, I mean, Kanye West is saying, you know, people think it's freedom of speech. He can say whatever he wants, but he's kind of starting to realize that it's not free. Um, starting with, starting with uh, CAA, the agency that represented him, they dropped him. Um, Def Jam dropped him. Adidas dropped him and any association with him for all the products that he put out. So all the work he did for Yeezy and all that stuff, all the models he put out for that kind of stuff. Um, they're no longer associated with him. They're just probably just going to do a uh, make all the products and just take his name off of it. And he going to sit there and look at it like, damn, was the shit that I said worth it for the rollout, for whatever he was trying to accomplish? I remember uh, reading that he went to the Gap representatives or some shit like that and showed them porn to try to represent the kind of contract that he was in with them or some kind of weird shit like that. Like, I don't know what he was thinking was going to happen um they people thought that since he had all this money that the stuff that he was saying he might be untouchable um but people aren't realizing that all that billion dollar he was talking about he was worth it wasn't all liquid cash you know what i mean it was all built up in equity and assets that he had and partnerships that he had and him saying the shit that he had uh saying the shit that he did say Man, it made people put in those calls to be like, hey, if you work with him, our partnership has to end uh, or just friendly like hey, you can't stand for the stuff that he's saying. And any person with the right mind would do so. It's not good for business. It's not good morally. People shouldn't think this way. People shouldn't inspire this kind of behavior. Um, athletes are dropping off of his sports agency. I know we've talked um, in the past or I put on the Instagram that Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown, two prominent basketball and football players, have signed to a sports agency. Um, actually Antonio Brown's crazy ass was the head of it, which was already troublesome to begin with. I don't know why anybody would sign up for that, but yeah, all that is breaking down. I'm sure he's probably going to, I don't know if he'll lose his school because who wants to put kids out on the street and take away their education. But a lot of Balenciaga cut, cut ties with him. Foot Locker's not selling any of his products. People are saying that his net value said to go from, um, to have gone from $9 billion to, to $400 million. No, that's a lot of money. Um, and I can never sniff that kind of money. Well, I hope to someday, but I ain't sniffing it right now. So I could, you know, my opinion is whatever. But for you to be worth $9 billion and drop all the way down to $400 million based on some words you decided to say on some platform for no reason. Um, I don't know. 
some people kind of say that he don't believe any of the stuff he's saying. He's just saying it to get a rise out of people and try to fuck up relationships to benefit him. Some people are saying that he's crazy and is having an episode and nobody's helping him. He has no team to help him. I don't know what it is. I just I just think that he's misguided and things that he's doing, people that he's going after. Um, it, it, this kind of shit is not like, oh, what can I do next type of thing uh, um, to, to incite the media, the masses like the shit that he's doing and the following that he has and the people that are out there that actually believe the shit that he believes and could and could start shit that uh, it can incite shit that doesn't need to be started, especially with, in this time of the, you know, in our country. Um, we already with him saying all this shit, we saw people hanging banners over L.A. freeway saying that, oh, throwing up the, the Hitler sign and saying that. Kanye West was right and just hanging banners and a whole bunch of people just kind of over there and kind of like passing that message along to the masses and trying to get people to follow along and just kind of it's just it's just crazy he he kind of feels like I don't know he should expect this to happen they can make he can make people spend two hundred dollars for a stem player <laughs> so I feel like anything he says anything little he says he has a following to where they'll follow him and just kind of just just start some rhetoric that doesn't need to be started start a movement start stupid shit that doesn't need to be started he's gotten away with so much thus far and a lot of stuff that he was able to do me personally i thought was kind of stupid like a lot of the trends that he tried to start were kind of dumb and people followed along with it and just called it art and now he's going off the deep end and trying to just continue the shit that he's been doing getting people to follow what he's saying and just kind of like go his way and this one is he swung and struck out it's just it's the worst thing he could possibly do i um, mean him for him to double down and just stand on everything he's saying it just kind of looks this is the biggest um i feel like the biggest example of somebody just going off the deep end right in front of us and we just we're just taking it as somebody just talking shit and making a decision we should probably look further into it and just kind of mentally see what's going on with this man because we don't want nothing to happen to him um, something happened to him, you know what I mean? Like, though he may be lost right now, I'm sure that he just needs some talking to and learning. Um, the sponsorships and all that shit, the anti-Semitic shit that he said, there should be a penalty for that. Everything he deserves to get everything taken away from, from him. Um, but now that you have taken it from him and now that you have, or in the process of beating him down to a pulp, let's get him somewhere to where he can learn a little bit you know, to actually hold him to the fire and let him know that the shit he's saying all the time, the shit that he's been saying over the years is actually doing more damage than good. And just, he's not the billionaire anymore. So you need to go ahead and listen to somebody that has the right, you know, wants the best for you and not kind of just steering you the right way, just kind of trying to get in your pockets. And that's probably what it's been this whole time. And that's why he's probably just been going off the deep end, had a bunch of yes men's next to him and him just saying what he wants to say and nobody's telling him no. But now you got to really take a seat and look at everybody's cutting you off and you have no relationships in the industry. What are you going to do? You're losing the black community, Jewish community don't mess with you. Um, all the Lizzo shit, the women aren't going to mess with you. Like it, you, you're losing all fan bases all around. And who you're going to go to, who are you going to have left? All these hateful people who are just going to try to, like, use you as a, a a reason for doing the stupid shit, the anti-Semitic shit that they always wanted to do. Kanye said do it. You know what I'm saying? Kanye's popular. Everybody loves what he does all the time. Everybody mim mimics what he does. If you do what Kanye does, you wear what Kanye wears, you're cool. So maybe if I hate 
this type of person or hate this people, then I'll be cool just like Kanye. You don't want to inspire that kind of bullshit. So, yeah, man, this is all necessary. Um, and we should have known it was coming. Um, though I don't want to see a black man fall and be a, a victim to the media and just take everything you got that you earned and built up. But, man, you did it to yourself this time, man. You did it to yourself. And just for the future, you know, no matter how big of a star you are, you shouldn't be able to spread that kind of hate. It's going to they're gonna make an example out of them and let him know or let everybody else know that this can't happen again. And it won't. Um, because I have learned and have heard a lot over a lot of pa uh, podcasts that um, just the rhetoric, rhetoric alone being talked about or being mentioned, it scares. It scares people. And it can, you know, push them in a corner to, you know, having flashbacks of shit that happened in the past. And nobody wants that. Um, every culture have had bad things happen to them in the past and nobody will want that. Nobody wants the depiction of that or the, the memorization of that in their head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Kanye, you tripping, bro. And I, I promise this is the last time I'm gonna talk about it because it's probably just gonna go downhill from uh, from here. And I, you know, I don't really don't wanna see that for Kanye. You know what I mean? It, it, it sucks, but man. You wanted this fame, I guess you wanted to be talked about that much and you went off the deep end and had to had to take that jump. And man, everybody ain't going with you this time, player. Everybody ain't going with you. Moving on to some good news. Um, DCEU gets its co-chair and co-CEO of DC Studios. Movies, films, TV shows, kind of like what Kevin Feige is to Marvel. Putting everything together, giving them a cohesive storyline, trying to make everything flow. And we needed that over in the DCEU. I know a lot of Marvel heads. I'm a Marvel head personally, but everybody over there kind of feels like if they're one side, they can't even dabble their toes in the other side. They have to hate DC if they like Marvel. That's not the case at all with me. I respect both sides. I like Marvel more, of course, but the characters on the DC side are legendary. Um, Justice League Unlimited, when I saw that cartoon as a kid and it opened up the world to all the DC characters that there are, man, I was really enticed. And I still read their comics from time to time. Their animated series are always the best. The animated movies are always the best. It's kind of crazy. And they're, they aren't afraid to do the, you know, the rated mature stuff, cuss, show blood and stuff on that side. So I've always re uh, respected that. Um, but to give who are going to be the co-chairs and the co-CEOs. Um, James Gunn, you guys know him probably from Guardians of the Galaxy, Peacemaker, Suicide Squad, and famously for Marvel kicking them off the uh, roster for um, some jokes he made, I think some pedophile jokes that James Gunn made like 13 years ago. Um, Disney wasn't having it, so they cut ties. Um, he was able to, you know, get a job over there on the DC side. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy did get received really well. So um, DC was like, hey, let's give him a chance. And Peacemaker was a hit. I love Peacemaker. Um, so for him, and it was like more of a rated R, kind of like a rated mature type of show. So um, James Gunn is definitely going to bring that and his comedy into the DCEU um, and give it more of a, a, a better, a more of a cool feel, I would say. Um, the other co-chair is Peter Saffron, um, he was producer of a lot of stuff that James Gunn worked on as well on the Suicide Squad. He produced on Aquaman, Peacemaker, Annabelle, Shazam. So he did a couple, or oh, he did Shazam already at DC work. So um, putting them together, they worked closely together before. Putting them together, I think it's going to be cool. I can't wait to see what they do with all these movies. Excuse me. In the direction they go with the DCEU because it's been all kind of crazy. 
and with Ezra Miller getting all in trouble and messing up the whole, uh, you know, resetting of the multiverse and stuff like that. We don't know where it was going to go. So we know we got Aquaman 2 coming out. We know we got uh, the Batman kind of continuing the Joker 2 coming out. So there's a lot of stuff still continuing over there in the DCU. And we would like to see it be a cohesive thing. You know what I'm saying? Wonder Woman was bad. Wonder Woman 84. I want to see a cyborg movie. Um, they're supposed to be doing a Green Lantern TV show um, with Jon Stewart. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Um, the animation, TV, and film. So, yeah, they needed that because HBO, Warner, Warner and Discovery, whatever they're called now, has been making cuts and just taking shit away. Canceled the Black, uh, the Batgirl movie. Uh, the Black Girl movie. The Batgirl movie. Um, you know, they canceled uh, Cartoon Network. They did a whole bunch of stuff over there. And I was afraid they were going to kind of try to do that same shit with DC. So I'm happy they did get a direction, get a two um, co-chairs and co-CEOs or whatever and they are doing good so if you haven't seen any of those movies go check out their works um it was pretty they do some pretty good stuff so uh yeah something to look forward to I'm excited about that and lastly I don't know why I didn't just put this right after Kanye because this is some negative stuff Brittany Griner um hopefully I didn't say Brittany Renner to open this up I did mean Brittany Griner my fault I really did mean Brittany Griner uh Brittany Griner uh, who was sentenced to 10 years in jail um for that uh the cartridge, oil cartridge um, over there in Russia, trying to cross the border. She was sentenced to 10 years. Um, I guess she's almost served a year now because the rest of the nine years, um, they tried to appeal it in court. And uh, the judge over there in Russia was like, nah, she has to serve out the nine year sentence. And that's really sad to hear because over here in California, we know how it is with those cartridges. We feel like it's not really big of a, uh, that big of an offense because it's damn near legal to go across state um, to state with that stuff in your bag. And I, I don't know. She plays professional basketball in Russia. So I don't know why she, you know, didn't know that she couldn't bring those type of things over the border. And I'm sure she crossed the borders a lot. She actually also plays in the WNBA and the Russian league. So she crosses over a lot. So for her to not to know that these carry such a big offense is kind of crazy one, but also for them not to understand that, come on now. I mean, I guess they're not going to give her, you know, grace just because she's from america and it's legal there but at the same time she's definitely being used as a political pawn to try to get somebody out um of russia of note which is kind of sad um yeah man i i just wish the best for her and i hope that something can happen a deal can be made without giving up uh the what, what's his name the, the dealer of death or whatever the russian gun dealer um hopefully we can get her out of there without having to give him up um, I don't know. I guess they're looking for some kind of trade. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what they're going to trade, but man, it's not going to go away. And I know the NBA and the WNBA aren't going to let it go. So the more noise that is made, um, hopefully we can help her out and get her out of there. Um, yeah, the merchant of death is that guy's name. I don't know if we can get her get her out of there without giving him up because we don't know what he's going to do if he gets out. They're at a war at war right now. We don't know what kind of connections he has. We don't know what what Russia would do with that guy. So, yeah, I don't know about that kind of trade, but hopefully, um, she doesn't have to serve that nine year sentence. And because that's wild, man. She has a career. She has a family. Um, they have money. They can get money together to get her out. Like. There's nothing that she can do. It's just kind of crazy. And prayers go out to her and her family, for real, for real. But that brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, this is the part of the episode where I like to let you guys know where to find me and where you can find me at. Give me one second. I need to grab some stuff. Hold on. Give me one second. Making a lot of noise.
Sorry if you saw my small shirt. Ariel, cut that out. Yeah, edit that. Edit, edit that right on out, player. Um, they can't be seeing my small shirt wrinkle up like that. So uh, I don't know what you got to do, but uh, <laughs> make that pop. Um, but yeah, it's the part of the episode where I like let them know where to find me at. Um, you know where to find me at. It's SAC underscore Lydell on the Instagram, Patrick underscore Lydell on the Snapchat. If you're looking for any kind of merch or anything like that, just hit me up on the DMs for now. And uh, either the best of bias on the Instagram or do I ever mention, uh, shout out the best of bias on Instagram? That's kind of crazy. Uh, Instagram is the best of bias. Um, hit me up on there or hit me up on the SAC underscore Lydell on Instagram and we can get that popping. Um, you know what I'm saying? We got the new merch and new colors new pins, you know what I'm saying? New uh, patches as well. Um, here is a beanie. Uh, let me just lift it up for y'all. Sorry, audio listeners. I'm showing the uh, new merch. Little pins there, you know what I'm saying? New colors for the winter time. Um, you know, liven it up a little bit. Um, beanies, truckers, uh, dad hats, um, bucket hats, all kinds of stuff. T-shirts still available. We'll get the website up soon. I know I say that all the time, but I'm trying, man. I'm trying to get that shit going. But hit me up in the DMs for now. I can, um, you know, plug you, let you guys know. Bring the best of bias merch to your city. I know Chico got a whole bunch of gear out there. I know Patterson's repping. So let's get it out there to more cities so we can, uh, you know, spread the family. Um, December 2nd, again, Comic-Con coming up. If you guys want us to join us out there, meet us um, over at the Comic-Con. We're going to be there December 2nd through 4th, LA Comic-Con. I'm trying to collect those pops, get those autographed pops. You know what I'm saying? Checking out the scene, mingling with the people. You know what I mean? We're going to be there. Um, check us out there. If you want to be on the podcast, hit me up. Bring you, oh shit, my bad. Bring you to the couch right there, man. We're going to bring it all to the couch. Everything is expanding out here. We get more cameras, more angles and everything so we can get the, you know, the camera more spicy for y'all. You know what I'm saying? More guests coming soon. I know I say that every week, but we're going to get these guests in here. I promise you that um more music coming soon I, I'm, I'm gonna sprinkle a little something for y'all back in high school me and Damo and uh Paul we made a little song we might be re revamping that song for 2022 so stay tuned for that um get yourself some merch man beautiful struggle merch best of bias merch get all the merch you can man holiday season is coming get something for somebody but yeah you guys have a good one happy Friday hopefully the Buccaneers won hopefully the Nuggets won <laughs> Oh, I ain't got to be in a bad mood and cry like I did earlier when I was talking about the Bucks. But yeah, for now, until next week, it's your boy. I might be back before next week. You never know. But it's your boy, Lydell De Niro. And it's the Best of Bias podcast. Yeah. It's the best of, best of bias. You need to hear full. You should try us. From pop culture to the movies to Unitas. 